Dr. Finlay, Adventures of a Black Bag. Adapted from the stories of A.J. Cronin by Sue Rodwell and starring John Gordon Sinclair as Dr. Finlay. The story of Wee Robertson. The trouble with Finlay was he always thought he knew what was best for folk. But he wasn't so sure after Robbie Robertson's adventure. I'd never come across what happened to wee Robbie before. No, no, you can do better than this, boys and girls. Now, all together, from the beginning... It was the talk of Leavenford for a good many months, but not when Mrs Robertson was about. He wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of Sarah Robertson. Robert? Robert, you left behind your muffler and your gloves. You'll catch your death. Thank you, dear. Janet was away visiting her sister in Dundee. She never forgave herself for missing all the excitement. Put your muffler on this minute. It's bitter in here. <sighs> Let me tuck it in. I can manage. Oh, you never do it properly. There you are. All cosy. Now, children, you be good. I want Mr Robertson home for his supper by eight o'clock, so do as he tells you and don't you dare make him late. Sarah. When I was summoned to attend to wee Robbie that Friday evening, I had a mind to go, but then I thought, no, it would be a grand experience for Finlay. There's a call for you, Finlay, if you care for a stroll up to Barlone Toll this evening to see Robbie Robertson. Robertson? Isn't he the teacher up at the academy? He is. A very good one, I believe. Uh, do you know what's ailing him? His wife didn't say, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not Mrs Robertson herself. Uh, she's a hard one, is she? Oh, no. Sarah Robertson's a devoted wife. There isn't a thing she wouldn't do for wee Robbie. The trouble is, there isn't a thing she doesn't do for him either. Now, Robert, you sit close by the fire. I'm fine where I am, dear. Oh, you're in the draught. I don't want you catching pneumonia as well as... Well, whatever's the matter with you. It's just a headache. Ah, your third one this week. There's something wrong and I mean to find out what. Are you wanting another cushion? No. Oh, I'll just fetch you one. You'll need it for your back. I'll get the door. You will not, you silly man. You're not to move. It'll be the doctor. Oh, Sarah. Now, what seems to be the trouble, Mr Robertson? It's nothing at all. I'll take no notice of him, Doctor. I don't want... He's been working much too hard lately. What with Mr Douglas being away, he teaches the next class. And now Robert has all his children to take. And there's a cantata. They're giving a special concert on Saturday week for the church jubilee. Robert's preparing the children. It's just one thing after another for the poor man. He's working himself to death. Don't take on, Sarah, please. And now he has these constant headaches. I wouldn't say they were constant. Take no notice of him, Doctor. And whereabouts are the headaches? I'd be thinking that in his head... Mrs Doctor... Robertson, if I could just ask your husband some questions. Of course, Doctor. That's what you're here for. Perhaps if you could leave us for a wee while, oh, we could... It's all right, Doctor. I'll stay. We're not the sort of couple who have secrets from one another, are we, Robert? We're not. These headaches, are they at the front of your head or the top? Well, they're sort of all over. And do you feel any sickness with them? Even... Mr Robertson. Perhaps a little. You never told me that. I didn't want to worry you. Oh, there you are. 
You see what a good man he is. And are you sleeping all right? He tosses and turns. He's not getting any rest. Only the other night I woke up and he wasn't in his bed. Mr Robertson, I'm just going to look into your eyes. He was staring out of the window. He couldn't tell me what was wrong. I had to sit with him for more than an hour before he'd come back to bed. That's it. Now, will you follow my finger? That's good. In the morning, he didn't remember a thing about it. Good. Did you, Robert? No, dear. Not a thing. He's not himself at all. Well, I don't think there's anything physically wrong. Thank goodness for that. Maybe you need a holiday, Mr Robertson. Maybe I do. If only he could, Doctor. But what with the concert and his schoolwork? He doesn't like to let anyone down. That's his trouble. Isn't it, Robert? Robert! My dear? There you are, Doctor, you see. He's not himself at all. Mr Robertson? I'm sorry. I, I was miles away. I'll leave you something to help you sleep. And if you're still not feeling right, then the next week you come and see me at the surgery. He will, Doctor. Don't you worry. I'll make sure of that. Finlay thought no more about it. If you don't hear from a patient, you presume they're not in need of you which is a very foolish presumption indeed. Eat up your bannock, Robert. Robert? Yes, dear? Finish your breakfast now. Yes, dear. I've put your music in your briefcase. If you're finished with the children by two, we can go into town and get that jacket for you. I want you to look really smart for the concert. And don't forget, McCabe's closes early on a Saturday. It's a lovely day. It's going to be fine, thank goodness. Maybe we'll take a bit of a walk when we get home. Or we could sit in the garden. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I must be going. Don't forget your hat, Robert. I'm taking you to the doctor first thing Monday morning. You're just not yourself. Good morning to you, Mr Robertson. What? I said good morning. Do you not remember me, Jackson, of the Leavenford Express? I'm sorry, I've no idea who you are. I wrote a review of your last concert. A glowing review, I might say. Concert? Uh, you sent... Oh, rather, your wife sent me a letter of thanks. I don't get many of those. <laughs> My wife? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll say good day to you. Good day. Mad as a hatter. Barlone 426. Hello? Hello, Mrs Sharp. No, Robert's not here. He should be with you by now. What's the time? Yes, he should have been with you an hour ago. No, he was going straight to the hall with shopping to do afterwards. No, I don't know where he could be. And Sarah Robertson began to fret. When wee Robbie didn't come home for his lunch, she began to worry. By tea time there was still no sign. Something had to be done. I'm sick with worry about him, Doctor. I'm sure there's no need. Oh, but there is. He's not been to the rehearsals up at the hall and he's not come home. He's nowhere to be found. Well, maybe he decided not to go to the hall after all. Oh, he wouldn't do that. They were relying on him. He wouldn't let them down. Something dreadful's happened. I know it has. Well, there's nothing I can do, I'm afraid. You'll have to go to the police. I've been there. They won't do a thing. 
They say he's only been gone a morning and I'm to come back if he's not home by Monday. But that's a whole two days. Anything could happen to him. I don't know what I can do to help. You can tell them he's ill. Tell the police. Yes, but he's not ill. There's nothing physically wrong with him. He's just overtired. He could be lying in a ditch somewhere. Unconscious. Mrs Robertson, calm down. I'm sure he'll be back for his supper and wondering what all this fuss is about. You don't know my Robert. He can't manage without me. Really, he can't. Where can he be, Doctor? Where can he be? This is the last sailing to the Cows of Butte today. Can I have all tickets, please? Can I see your ticket, sir? Uh, ticket? Oh, oh, yes, I should have a ticket, shouldn't I? You should have purchased one before you got on the ferry. Uh, can I buy it from you? You can, but it'll be the full price. Is it for Curran, Dunoon or Rothsey? I'm sorry? Where would you be wanting to get off the ferry? Rothsey? Uh, yes, Rothsey. That'll be one in thumbs. Oh. There you are. It's Mr Robertson, isn't it? What? I was in your class. Oh, it must be ten years ago now. What in the world are you talking about, man? Aren't you Mr. Robertson from Leavenford Academy? Academy? I know nothing about an academy. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I must be mistaken. But you're very like him. What time are we due to land? About six o'clock for Rothsey. Do you know of a good place to stay on the island? There are plenty of guest houses and hotels. I want somewhere quiet, out of the way. Well, there's Missy's Beg. She does bed and breakfast, and she won't have many guests this early in the season. Matters suit me just fine. She's at the end of Cowell Way. I hope you didn't take offence, sir. Me thinking you were someone else. Someone else. As the time went on, and still there was no sign of Robertson, people began to sympathise with his wife. Perhaps she had reason to be worried after all. Mrs Johnson remembered seeing wee Robbie coming out of the bank and Dougal Todd, the sign painter, had called out to him in the high street, but he didn't even turn his head. Oh, Robert! <laughs> Robert! Oh, I'm never going to see you again! Afternoon, sir. Can I help you? I believe you have rooms to let. Well, I usually let my guests book in advance. I didn't know I was going to come here until the last minute. Well, to be honest, sir, I'm not really open until next month. Oh. Right. Uh, do you know of somewhere else? You look all in. I'm tired. I don't know why. I have a front room you could have. It's not properly aired, though. I'm sure it would suit me fine. Will your luggage be along later? No, uh, no, I've just the one wee bag. I've everything I need in here. And what name is it, sir? Name? Your name. Uh, Scott. Walter Scott. <laughs> Were your parents great readers? I'm sorry? Did they like his novels, Sir Walter Scott? Oh, yes! <laughs> I suppose they must have. <laughs> On Saturday evening, the 7.15 slow train from Glasgow chugged back into Leavenford Station, bringing home not Robbie Robertson, but his bowler hat. It's Robert's hat! I wrote his initials inside there, you see? R.R. He never goes anywhere without his hat. Oh, he's dead. Oh, I know he is. 
You sound very cheerful this morning. I've never slept so well in my life. It's the air on the island. There's nothing like it. That must be the reason. I hope it's given you an appetite. Is all that food for me? Well, I didn't know what you liked for breakfast, so I cooked a little bit of everything. Are you always so good to your guests? No. Do you like bacon? I don't know. You must know. Aye, I must. I really can't recall, but I'll give it a try. Will you sit with me? Oh, I shouldn't. I've a carpets to clean. Please. It'll be lonely without someone to talk to. All right. Can I pour you some tea? No, no, I'll do it. Thank you. So will your family be joining you on the island? I've no family. I've no ties at all. Sarah Robertson suffocated the poor man. <laughs> Not literally, I hope. Uh, she might as well have done. She never lets him be for a moment. It's her own fault he's gone. You think he's just run away? Wouldn't you? Well, I don't know. Marriage is a mystery to me. They seem to have rubbed along all right all these years. Why should he go now? Maybe it was something you said to him. I only said he needed a holiday. <laughs> there you are, man. It's all your fault. What are the best places to visit on the island, Nancy? Oh, there are so many. You could see a castle, or go to Entley Bay, or you could walk up to Skioch Wood. Oh, or you could take a cruise round the Kyles. I'd like to do all of that. Oh, and there's the Standing Stones, of course. I could make you a picnic and you could take it up to Strad. There's so much to fit in. Will you come with me? Oh, I really can't. Please. I'd be lonely, my own. Oh, I've got a hundred things to do before the new season. I'll help you do some of them if you'll show me the island. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you... You're a very persuasive man, Walter. No. No, I, I don't think they have. As far as I can remember. <laughs> Monday came and there was still no sign of Robertson. Tuesday and Wednesday passed and the police began to search the fields by the bridge. By Thursday they were dragging the river and the newspapers had hold of the story. What do you think has happened to your husband, Mrs Robertson? If I knew I wouldn't be here, I'd be with my Robert. Can you tell our readers what your feelings are? I just want him back. I want my husband home, safe and sound. Of course. Do you have a photograph? Photograph? For the paper. Someone might recognise him, come forward with information. Oh, yes. Oh, there's the school photograph. I thought he looked so distinguished in his gown and mortarboard. <laughs> Oh, Robert, where are you? Local schoolmaster missing, feared dead. Is there a picture of him? There is. Even bears a passing resemblance to the man. Maybe it'll do the trick. Maybe someone will recognise him. Poor devil. He has to come home, Dr Cameron. Why? Well, he's a wife to come back to. A job. He can't just disappear. Why not? Well, because it's... Well, it's just not right. <laughs> Finlay, there's too much of the Kirk in you sometimes. It's so beautiful here. It is. Have you always lived in the island? Oh, no. I came here with my husband from Wick. Oh, God, it must be about ten years ago now. We only came for a visit, fell in love with the place and decided to stay. After Tom died, well, I didn't want to leave. I never want to leave. Neither do I. 
Maybe I'll stay. Oh, you must have a life to go back to. A job. I don't even know what you do. I... I, I don't have a very important job. Oh, I'm sure you do. You seem the sort of man who'd do something special. What do you think my job is? <laughs> I don't know. Try and guess. All right. Well, you've caught the sun now, but when I first saw you, you were very pale. And you looked as if you'd all the troubles of the world on your shoulders. So it'll be an indoor job. But one with lots of responsibilities. Mm, a solicitor. Or maybe a doctor. A doctor? That could well be. <laughs> or you might have escaped from prison and be on the run. That would explain your pale skin and the way you're always looking over your shoulders if you expect someone to be behind you, someone you don't want to see. Do I do that? Is there someone? If there is, I've quite forgotten them. He's gone. <laughs> But Robert's gone and he's never coming back. <laughs> it's all my fault. Mrs. Robertson, please calm down. I drove him away. It was all because of me. I'm sure it wasn't. It was. I know you think that. I know everyone thinks that. They don't. They do. You do. You can tell me the truth. You think it was my fault, don't you? Uh, well, I, I just... Well, you, I, you do? Well, I only think that maybe... How can you be so cruel, Doctor, blaming me? Mrs. Robertson, look, would you please take this? It'll help you sleep. What is it? It's uh, just something to keep you quiet. It'll quiet you down, that is, make you feel better. I'll never feel better. Not till my Robert walks through that door. That's it, drink it all. Do you think he will, Doctor? Yes, I, I'm sure he will. Now, I really must be getting back to Arden House. Stay just a little longer. I'll make you some tea. No, thank you. I've got some shortbread I was keeping for Robert. Dear Robert. My dear, dear Robert. <laughs> you just lie down now. That's it. Oh, you need feeding up, Doctor. No, really, I don't. You do. I can see that. Sit yourself down, and I'll make you a proper... Mrs Robertson. Mrs Robertson. I'll see myself out. Look, Walter. There's a dance at a Cowl Hall tonight. Do you dance? I think I might. Don't you know? We'll see tonight. You have such an odd way of putting things. It's as if everything comes as a surprise to you. I think maybe it does. Do you mind? I like it. I never know what you're going to say next. Neither do I. It couldn't last, of course. We Robbie's adventure. Not with his face staring out from every newspaper in the district. Leaving for Express. Hello, I've just seen a copy of your newspaper. Someone left it on the ferry. I'm sorry, who's this? I've seen your man, Robertson. He was on my ferry. I think I know where you'll find him. You can dance. So I can. You sound surprised. I am. Everything about me is a surprise. Oh, oh, Walter, you're so strange. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
He's been spotted. Who? Robertson, of course. Is there any other topic of conversation in Leavenford? Are they sure it's him? Almost certain. That Jackson from the Express just rang with the news. Seems an ex-pupil bumped into him on the ferry to Rossi the day he disappeared. Mrs Robertson and Jackson are going to Butte this afternoon to fetch him back. I think he sees a front-page splash in this one. Poor Robertson. Back into his cage. Well, they can't make him come home if he doesn't want to. You'll be no match for Sarah Robertson and young Jackson together, unless he has someone on his side. Oh, no, Doctor, I am not getting involved. He was under your care when he disappeared. You've a responsibility, man. <laughs> I haven't danced like that for years. I don't think I've ever danced like that. <laughs> I'm going to miss you. I'm not going anywhere. When your holiday's over. I told you. I'm thinking of staying right here. Oh, I wish you could. But what about your job? Your home? You must have a home. I'd like this to be my home. Don't you want me to stay? You know I do. Would you mind if I put my arm round you? I'd like that. Would you mind if I kissed you? Are you sure it was my Roberts? I'm telling you, I know it was Mr. Robertson. How can you be so certain? Because he looked just like this photograph. Except... What? He didn't look so mousy, so beaten down as he does in the picture. But the man taught me for years. I said to him, you're Mr. Robertson, aren't you? And he denied it. Made me feel a complete fool. He's not been well. Will he still be staying with this big woman, do you think? How should I know? All I can tell you is he's not come back on the steamer while I've been on duty. Is there a reward for finding him, then? Would you like a small brandy before you go up to bed? I don't know if I like brandy. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I think I might be a whisky sort of man. Or maybe I'm teetotal. What do you think? No, I'm sure it's brandy you like. All right. Will you join me? Of course. Who on earth can that be at this time? Should I see... No. You sit there, and I'll get rid of them, whoever they are. Walter? What is it? What's wrong? Robert! Oh, Robert! Are you all right? Who the hell are you? Get away from me! Let them be, Mrs. Robertson. The man's sick. Hello, Robertson. You've led us a merry dance. Nancy, who are these people? What's going on? I don't know. I'll call the police if you don't get out of this house. He's gone mad. It's all right, Mrs. Robertson. I think he's lost his memory. I heard of a case like this when I was in Glasgow. and Robert, I think that... you must know me. I certainly hope not. Your front page news. Look, man. Nancy, what's going on? I see. Walter, it is you. Smile for the camera, Nancy. Jackson, keep out of this. Now sit down, Robertson. Have you got a brandy, Mrs. Begg? I was just pouring some for us both. Here, Walter. Will you stop calling him Walter? It's my name. Your name's Robert Robertson. You're my husband and you have been these last 25 years. Read it, if you don't believe me. It's there, in black and white. Oh, my God. Right, come away, man. Sit quietly, we'll have a wee talk. I thought you were dead. 
Will you tell that woman to go away? All of you. Just leave us alone for a while. I'll be just outside if you need me. Nancy! It'll be all right, Walter. Robertson, do you remember me? Should I? What do you remember? That's the oddest thing. I don't know. I keep trying to remember things, and I think I do, like my name. But I don't know if they're real. I'm just going to check you over. There's nothing wrong with me, man. I've never felt better in my life. How do you know? I don't. What's happened to me? You've had a breakdown of some kind. Now, you put your hand over your left eye and follow my finger. That's it. Now the right one. I'm just going to test your reflexes. Is that woman really my wife? She is. And she's been almost out of her mind with worry over you. Has she? I'm sorry to hear that. Do you remember how you got here? Oh, yes. I was on a steamer. And how did you go on the steamer? I'm not sure. I remember walking a long way, and a train, Hmm? and there's this music going through my mind all the time. Mm -hmm. Am I a musician? A teacher. Oh. Do you not recognise your wife at all? No. Well... What? There was something about her voice. I've heard that voice somewhere before. Are you sure she's my wife? Aye, quite sure. Do I have to go back with her? Well, if you want to. What should I do? (laughs) I can't tell you that. Do you want to stay here? I did. But it's been spoilt now. Robert, you gave me such a fright. Did I? I'm sorry. I have to go carefully with him, Mrs. Robertson. Oh, I know that. You think I don't know how to treat my own husband? No. Robert, tuck your scarf in. Oh. It's chilly on the water. You'll go straight to bed when you get home, and if there's any trouble about school, I'll speak to the headmaster myself. Don't you worry about a thing, Robert. I'll take care of everything. So Robbie's home, safe and sound. <laughs> well, safe. Mrs Robertson will see to that. But uh, it was terribly sad, Dr Cameron, seeing the change in him as the boat got nearer to the mainland. Sparkle went out of his eyes, spring out of his walk. He seemed to shrink with every furlong. And he's recovered his memory? Ah, as soon as he was back in his own home, surrounded by familiar things. It's not unusual. Except... What? Uh, it was just something he said... Made me wonder whether he'd really ever lost it in the first place. Doctor, th- this amnesia. Uh, what about it? Did it ever come back, do you know? Oof, you wouldn't want to worry about that. I'm not worried, Doctor. I was just curious. Well, it's possible, of course. Thank you, Dr. Finlay. That's all I wanted to know. And he smiled, and I'd swear that just for a moment there was a twinkle in his eye. In Dr. Finlay, Adventures of a Black Bag, Dr. Finlay was played by John Gordon Sinclair and Dr. Cameron by Brian Pettifer. Robert Robertson was played by David McHale, his wife by Phyllis Logan and the landlady by Aileen Mowat. 
Jackson was played by David Tennant and the ticket collector by Harry Ward. Wee Robertson was dramatised by Sue Rodwell and produced in Bristol by Jeremy Howe.